This is Steve Erspringer, and you're listening to Worshiping God God's Way. We're doing a series on ministering to the Lord. When I was in my early 20s, I was working at a church as a music director, and the pastor there was really clear and articulate about praise and worship. And as I listened to him teach, there were a lot of times that I questioned what he was saying, especially when he kept saying God inhabited the praise of his people. I questioned that. And I went to the Lord one time and I just said, Lord, what is this all about? And I had a book that I was reading by Graham Truscott called The Power of His Presence. And it was explaining the Tabernacle of David and the whole experience that was taking place there. And during the 80s, that was a very common topic. A lot of people were talking about that. And praise was at the top of the uh, sermon list at that time. And I was hearing all that, but I didn't know for sure. So one night I went down to the church that was about a mile away from our house. I went around 12 o'clock at night and I went down there and I said, Lord, I'm going to praise you. So I started playing the piano, singing and playing, then jumped to the guitar and played and sang, played the guitar and jumped to the drums and tried to play the drums but I did it poorly, and then I played the bass guitar, and then I danced, and I sang, and I I was just pouring myself out 100% to the Lord. Now, about three hours later, I found myself laying on the ground, and my face was down, and I knew something was happening. I could sense and feel this heaviness on my back. And listen, no one's there. It's me at one or two in the morning. I didn't have anyone in trying to influence me or talk me into this or any of that. I just felt God's presence, and I knew it was His presence on me. So I went home that night around 3, well, actually it wasn't night, it was morning, about 3 in the morning, and I was a little shocked at what happened. So the next night I went back again, did the same thing. I began to pray, shout, sing, dance, play. Uh, I spent every ounce of energy before the Lord, just get exalting him and praising him. I found myself again lying on the floor and the presence of God on top of me to the point where I could actually feel it, a heavy weight on my back. Now, if that wasn't enough, I came back the third night and I said, Lord, I want to make sure that this is you and not me. So I started again. I started praising and singing. I went through everything that I could possibly do, and I was doing it unto him. There was no audience there. It was just us. And again, I found myself laying on the ground, and I don't know how long I was there, but the weight was heavy. I could sense his presence on me. About a week or so later, I was watching a movie, and it was... um, a musical type thing. The singer came out on the stage, great orchestra behind him. I was thinking, wow, that is really good right now. That orchestra is just killing it. And that singer is really great. At that moment, the Lord spoke a word to me. He said, that's how I feel when you minister to me. At that moment, my life was changed. The next time I went to church, I sat down on that piano and I was going to only minister to one person. I said, Lord, this is how I'm doing this. I'm going to minister to you. It's not about the songs. It's not about the plan. It's not about the people that are sitting in this large church, this congregation. It's not about the pastors who are getting ready to speak. 
It's not about the clock that goes from 9 to 11.30. It's not about that. I had to tell myself that I wasn't playing for that. It wasn't for them. It was for you, Lord. I'm doing this to you. Everything changed at that point. The presence of God was real. People recognized it. It altered the way they were doing things. They didn't even know that I had spent time with the Lord, that the Lord had spoken those things to me about ministering to him. And just like David, who was called in to minister to Saul, Saul didn't know, he had no idea what David was going to do, but the results were proof. And I wasn't going around trying to preach it. I was just going to go do it. And that's how I felt about it. There was one time later after that, that I was sitting in a studio and I was playing, recording a guitar track or something. I think it was guitar. And I, there was a wall, a connecting wall. And on the other side of the wall, there was a, a woman there. And I didn't know she was there, but um, she, apparently she could hear me playing. I walked out of the house and she was there and she walked past me and she said, you know, I heard you playing last night. And I felt embarrassed at first because I thought I was keeping her up or it was too late or it was too loud. And, and she said, no, she goes, I have had real bad headaches. And when I heard you playing, my headaches went away. She didn't know that I was a Christian. I didn't know that she was there. I was just ministering to the Lord and the presence of the Lord, the Holy Spirit did that for her benefit. Now, when you talk about musicians who come into the house of the Lord, who are called to come to the table of the Lord and minister to him. This is what you're talking about. This is why I say to musicians, you have to find your place. I know there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of preparation. Not everybody is as talented as, as the other person might be. I know people need sheet music and they need you know, words up on a screen. They, they need all that stuff. But if you can't go before the Lord, if that's stopping you from going to the table of the Lord and ministering to him, then you need to get rid of it. And the reason why I say that is because the power of God's presence and his Holy Spirit is worth much more than what you get out of what your system is providing you, the screens and the words and all those things that could be a hindrance. Well, you might say, well, that's not a hindrance to me. It's for them. It's a benefit to them. And that might be true. You might be able to stand there and play to the Lord and not be affected by all the, the people that are surrounding you. But I've been there and I know what that's like. Number one, most of the time, it's a rigid place. Uh, what I mean by that, you're confined to specific guidelines and rules and things you have to follow. Now, this might not fit in with you at the church you're going to, but God does not have to be contained in that. Matter of fact, the God I know, he doesn't like to be contained. Matter of fact, he would rather us abandon our containers for his presence. Now, I know this is difficult for many people, but a lot of people are frustrated. They don't know that there's a higher place, that there's a better place. There's the table of the Lord, and Jesus is that table. Like when Mary fell at the feet of Jesus and worshiped there as a priest before him. That is who Jesus is. And when we come to that place as musicians, 
It's like us coming before Saul. It's like coming to the table of the Lord in the wilderness, coming to the table of the Lord in David's tabernacle or Solomon's temple. It's still active. It's still the same place. If someone gives you a list of songs and they say, will you play this for me? Well, I have a scripture for you. And if you're struggling with this, here's what I want to share with you in this podcast. When you come to the table of the Lord, someone is going to say this to you. And this is Matthew eleven sixteen through 17. This is Jesus speaking, and he's talking about the people who are watching and judging John the Baptist. Jesus says this to these people, What can I compare today's people to? They are like children sitting in the markets and calling out to their friends, saying, We played the flute for you, but you didn't dance. We sang a funeral song, but you weren't sad and you did not mourn. What Jesus is saying is this. People play to other people to get a response from those people. And if they don't get the response they want, they complain. The people were complaining about John the Baptist. They were going to complain about Jesus too. But Jesus is saying to musicians now, And it applies to everyone, but for musicians, I want you to hear this. That goal isn't for you to play and for them to dance. And it's not for them to say, I want to dance, so play me a song. I want to praise, so play me a song. That's not what this is about. This is about going before the Lord and ministering to Him and asking Him what He wants. If a person wants to rejoice, let them rejoice. If a person wants to weep, weep with them. But when you go before the Lord, you need to ask him, what do you want from me? That is a lesson that our modern church age, they have no concept of it. And it says in Isaiah 49, 7, it says, this is the Lord speaking, and he's talking about Jesus. He says, these people are going to come to you, and this is what's going to happen. Kings will stand at attention, and when they see you, Jesus, passing by, they're going to stand up and they're going to attend your presence. They're going to stand before you at attention, and they're going to wait for you. And it also says, princes will also bow low because of the Lord, the faithful one, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you, Jesus. Kings, you're going to stand, and princes, you're going to bow. But you are not going to tell the musicians what song they have to play. You're not going to tell people what they have to do in your service to please you. If that's what your service is about, then so be it. Let them have their service. But if you're going before the Lord, if you're going to say to yourself honestly, today I'm going before the table of the Lord, you need to take it seriously. You need to see it as as if he was actually there, as if Jesus was saying, yes, where two or three are gathered, I'm there with you. Martin Luther would say when you're taking communion, Jesus was actually there, and he was right about that. But today, we have to come before the table of the Lord and minister to him. At a service that I was at as a guest, actually, 
I'd come to the service where I brought musicians with me, and these guys are, and girls were just amazing players. They could prophesy in their instruments. Man, they they are just rippers, these guys. <laughs> I would play with these people anytime, anywhere. With the service, before it began, the pastor wanted a song list, and I put all the songs that I had that we had talked about, I put them all on my, my the little music stand. He wanted to know what I was going to be playing. I didn't have a problem with that. Right before the service, one of the assistants, his assistant, came by and she accidentally bumped the music stand and all the music flew all over the floor. She was very upset and she said to me, oh no, I think I just ruined the worship service. And I looked at that poor lady and I said, there is no way you could ruin this worship service and there is no way those papers that music is going to make any difference so don't worry about it and she walked away that morning we stood on that platform and the holy spirit moved there was a man who was an alcoholic and they called out the name of jesus and you know there were miracles that were taking place and at one moment i realized that I am just joining this group. And I turned around and faced the other way. I wasn't entertaining them. I wasn't trying to stick to the plan. I was following what the Lord was asking for at his table. That is what we do. And if there's a price that we have to pay, then so be that price. Because just like Jesus says, you know, how can I compare you guys today? What kind of generation is this? Are you like children sitting in the marketplace, calling out to others and demanding things from them so it'll make you happy? Or are you the priest, the royal priesthood that comes and stands at the altar of the Lord, at the table of the Lord as kings and priests ministering to me? That's what we do because that's who we are. And God can do whatever he wants because that's what he does. And for us to learn this lesson, the best thing, the best thing that's going to happen to us is it's going to bring us into a place where we're waiting on the Lord at the table of the Lord, worshiping God God's way. Oh,